Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Drinky poos. Yes, yes. Shall we welcome the podcast guest out? Shall we? Please welcome Helen Flanagan. <laughs> Hi, hello. Hello. It's so lovely backstage. We're all in one dressing room, just having a nice old natter. <laughs> and I keep saying to Helen, just don't talk to me because I want to have something to talk to you about on stage. <laughs> How are you? Yes, I'm really, really good. It's been so nice tonight, meeting all the other girls as well. I've been having some lovely chats. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, so nice. I just love this. <sighs> but sadly, I do have to go home to my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Helen, let's talk about you. What was your childhood like? Well, I'm very close to my mum. I've got a lovely mum, Julia. She's a nursery nurse, so she's always worked with children. My dad's an electrician. I'm from Bolton. I've got two sisters and one brother. 
a, um, big, a big family. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my um, older brother and older sister, they're like nine years older than me. Okay. And my little sister's like two years younger. So yeah, no, I, I mean, I did. I had a lovely childhood. I was on Coronation Street from when I was like nine till I was 21. So that was really, really fun. I've always wanted to be an actress. And, you know, obviously I went to school, but I had a tutor on set as well. So, yeah. Is it weird? And I know you probably get asked this all the time. But for us, we have seen you as a child. I mean, there's not that much difference in age-wise with us. But you kind of, you see someone grow up and you kind of feel a little bit maternal towards someone. The only thing is, though, is We're everybody else, when they're growing up, <laughs> don't have the embarrassing thing where you can Google all <laughs> the embarrassing moments, all the minging outfits I've worn, everything. You can Google all my mistakes, which uh, that's a bit different, but yeah. <laughs> but it's so lovely now seeing you, that other chapter of your life starting that's as a mum. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I've always wanted to be a mum. Even when I was a little girl, I know this sounds weird, but I used to sit with my friends and I used to pick for my mum's next catalogue what outfits I was going to put my baby in. And, like, I've always wanted to be pregnant. I've just always been like, I would love to be a mum. I've always, ever since I've been 18, I had, like, this burning desire... Really? ..to be a mum. Yeah, it's what I've always, always wanted. And uh, does Scott know that? Yeah, no, he did. So, yeah, I mean... Because um, you've been together a long time. Yeah, we've been together for 10 years. Yeah. I need a medal. <laughs> Definitely need a medal. I'm glad he's not here tonight, so I can just talk about him. Um, but, yeah, we've been together for, like, 10 years. What was his... Like, how did he feel about having children? Well, yeah, no, I remember we waited. We were together since we were 19. We waited for my 24th birthday. I waited. I was nice. to have I, I waited yeah. until he was ready. So I didn't trap him. Nice, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and well, yeah, I, that was nice of me. I could have was... just been like, well, it's, I could do what I want, but no, I waited. I nice. Nice, nice. And was there a point, though? Did you have that conversation to kind of go, you know what, now's the time, let's... Because it is a big deal to kind of go, this has been fun, but now let's go into a new phase. Oh, yeah, everybody knew about it. I was so excited. Really? Yeah, our nans, um, my mum... Scott's mum, everyone knew that, you know, Helen and Scott are going to try for a baby. And I know it sounds weird as well, because a lot of people are like, are you going to get married first? And now I'd like to get married. But it really wasn't kind of like on my wavelength at the time. You know, me and Scott, I was just so excited, always wanted to have a baby. And um, yeah, I remember my mum went away. And at the time, Scott was playing for Man City. And we were living with my mum and dad. It was really random because Scott wanted to save on rent, random. And anyway, so we were, we, were, we were actually living in my old bedroom that I've always, like, lived in. And my mum and dad, I think they went on a holiday somewhere. And my mum was like, make the most of it. I know, so I remember pinning down Scott. And I remember exactly the day when I conceived, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Conceived Matilda. And it really creeped me out because my mum was like, that was the same room that you were. And I was like, oh! I was like, that's awful. That's actually minging. And she's like, yes, look, this used to be our old room. And I was like, oh, God, no. Oh, my gosh. I know, so funny. So it all happened really quickly. Yeah, I was so lucky, so yeah. lucky, because I've got lots of friends that have maybe, it took them a few years to fall pregnant, so I was lucky, but I was a woman on a mission, pinning him down. <laughs> 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 and what, what was it like, actually finding out that you were pregnant? 
Oh, I remember. I do. I actually do remember, right? Me and Scott did have an argument. So we went away to London and we did have a massive argument. And then uh, the day after, he was trying to like worm up to me, trying to be my friend. I was like, oh. And um, I was fuming with him. And then I did a pregnancy test and I, it was the most amazing feeling. And then uh, me and Scott were like, yeah, we, we better, you know, make up then. <laughs> the best makeup. Do you know what? We're actually, we've, we've made a baby, so we better be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what was your pregnancy like, first time around? So I um, actually had high premises in both my pregnancies. I've talked openly and ha about having high premises, and sometimes I feel guilty about it when I talk about it because right. I, I know that I've only had mine for three months and I've read up so much in it. And some women have it horrific, like they have it for nine months. Some women even have to have an abortion because it's so bad. So sometimes when I talk about it, I feel guilty because I've only had it for like. Well, and, the, and a lot of women months. who have had it for nine months, literally the baby comes out and straight away afterwards they're like, oh, I don't feel sick anymore. Yeah, some women have it horrendous. I mean, the second time I was on medication for it, it stopped you from feeling sick. So I went into hospital once with it. Um, but, oh, high premises. I think it's more mentally. I think it's more mentally that affects you. Like, I remember feeling like a rubbish mum because I genuinely couldn't change a nappy. Bright lights would make me feel sick. Just everything. And it's like you feel like a, a rubbish girlfriend or rubbish wife because you literally cannot do anything. Well, and especially if you've wanted to be a mum, you've wanted to get pregnant, and then that suddenly it's doing that to you. I found the first time easier because it was my dream to be a mum. And I was so desperate to have a baby. I didn't have a baby to look after. I did not have a baby to look after. And I wasn't working as much. I literally just went home to my mum's because I love Scott, but he, he was pretty rubbish. Do you know what I mean? He didn't know how to look after me. I'd wait like this, coming back from training to bring me some food. Honestly, it was the worst. But um, so, yeah, I just went to go and stay with my mum and she'd look after me. But it's horrible. You can't eat anything. And my whole pregnancy... I did feel sick, so I didn't really put any weight on when I was pregnant because I literally just felt sick, like, all the time. Mm, that doesn't sound nice at all. It isn't, but when you get over the high premises and you just think, you know, I am so blessed to be able to carry a baby, like, how lucky I am to have that. But I don't like to talk too much about high premises because I know that some women have it and it's, like, heartbreaking, like, yeah. they're in the hospital for nine months. Awful. How did you feel about your body changing throughout your pregnancy? I was just so excited, to be quite honest with you. And I know this might sound a bit cringe, but I would always, like, stick my tummy out a little bit more so that I had a big tummy. <laughs> Walking around like that. I know, like, I just loved it. I loved having this big bump. Yeah. I absolutely just loved it. For me, I think there's nothing more beautiful than a pregnant woman. I think it's so beautiful. And where were you when you went into labour? Well, with Matilda, I was, like, 11 days overdue. Oh, my God, I literally could have killed Scott. I, oh. Scott is not a nice, like, not a loved man right now. Like, I, I do, I love him to We bits, should all just take a my, moment, oh. send some love. Scott, we love you. <laughs> We're just going to talk about you for a little while. He's not going to see this anyway. He's not going to see it, so it's fine. <laughs> but um, honestly, like, I could have killed him. I remember he was like, I was like, I was 11 days overdue when I was having these contractions, and he was like, oh, babe, do you not think it's all in your head? I was like, oh... <laughs> My God. I remember literally calling him all the names under the sun as we were going. And then, like, my contractions were getting worse, honestly, because I was getting more angry with him. I put my own hospital bag in the boot. He was there doing his hair. 
Oh my God. God. Honestly, the midwives came in. I was like, get him out. <laughs> Honestly, because I was just so angry. And I was just like, I'm 11 days overdue. And I was just so desperate to have this baby. And I do love him to bits. But I remember looking at him thinking, why the hell? Is it my mum here? <laughs> I remember just being like, I just want my mum. I just really wanted my mum. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless you. Your main memory of giving birth is not liking Scott. No, but the second time wasn't much better anyway. You just looked a bit gormless, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, no, I do absolutely love him to bits. But yeah, no, he did. He just, they don't get it. Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because as a couple, you're going through something that neither of you have ever gone through, like, especially first time round. Yeah. And you're feeling stuff. I always, like, I'm not sympathising too much for the man, but... Imagine something happening to your partner and not being able to do anything. Yeah, no, like, he, did, he did say that. He was like, babe, I was so scared. Like, I put you in so much pain, I couldn't do anything for you. But, yeah. <laughs> there's that thing, so, so I did hypnobirthing and I absolutely loved it. But there is a thing where there's like a light touch massage where you kind of just like do that. <laughs> Get off me. Because uh, sometimes you just got to see how you feel in the moment. And sometimes being touched is not what you need. Off me. <laughs> um, how, did you know you were having girls both times? Yeah, so basically, no, the first time was a surprise. Now, I, I was convinced I had a boy, got a blue pram. Definitely thought I was having a boy. But you know what our name was? And all my friends absolutely die laughing. And my mum was like, that is mortifying. What am I going to tell my friends, right? I actually, and to anyone that's got a child out there, I actually still quite like the name. Um, but my mum doesn't like it. So we were going to call our little boy Romeo. So that was going to be our little boy's name. And mum was like, oh, no, I do not like that name. So my mum was really, really hoping for a girl. But you do not care. I mean, I would like to have two more children, but I genuinely could not care if I have a boy, you know, or what sex my baby would be because you're just so blessed to have a healthy baby. Well, and also, I think having two, you're two completely different. Uh, Matilda is like a dad and Delilah's like me. Mm. And I think personality-wise, when you're having another baby, it's you're inviting someone else to be a part of your life. Yeah. Like, you don't, I don't really think, I'm inviting a girl and she's going to wear pink dresses and that's going to make our house nice and pink. Like, it doesn't really work like that. Like, the person that you're, you're inviting someone else in to completely change the dynamic, you can't order, even if it's pink, doesn't mean that it's going to be girly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have three boys and I'm very happy. Uh, I will not be going for a fourth. The shop is shut. Um, so what was it like when Matilda was first born and you actually held her in your arms? Was there like an instant bond? Yeah, there was. I mean, was to, be honest, to be honest with you, it was like, I felt like it was like heavenly. Like for me, that's how I felt. Yeah. Um, I was like on cloud nine. That is just how I felt. You know, yeah, that is yeah. how I felt. I felt like on cloud nine. Like, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know that a lot of people sometimes, so, and I feel a bit guilty for saying that that's how I felt, but I genuinely did feel on cloud nine. And um, I just thought, oh, everything's amazing because I've got my baby. I would like to say on behalf of everyone that didn't feel like that, that's okay. We're really happy for you. <laughs> it's okay because I think, you know, that's mothered, isn't it? We all feel so guilty for having experienced whatever. I didn't feel like that with Delilah, though. Really interesting. No, no, I didn't feel like that with Delilah because the birth was so quick yeah. and so 
absolutely freaked me out so much because she came so quickly. I only had a bit of gas and air. I remember she obviously put the baby in. I was like, ah! <laughs> I know, so that's how I reacted with Delilah, which sounds awful because I love them both equally the same. But no, I was just, that's how I felt when I had Delilah. I remember that obviously, you know how you have to push out after the afterbirth. Yes. And I remember being like, oh no. <laughs> so they, I mean, was she early? So remember they gave me like a little jag as an yeah, injection. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe I was a bit dramatic. I don't was know. Was she early? Um, no, she wasn't. She was two days late. I've always been terrified about giving birth. Like... Honestly, and it's not Did me. Did you not think about doing hypnobirthing? I because I've always like suffered with like anxiety and things like Hibla that. Hypnobirthing would have been amazing for you. You see, if I Third go, if I go for like yoga or anything yeah. like that, or um, anything kind of like if I uh, try and meditate, then because I've got ADHD as well, like I'll just think of like random things that will come in. So I thought, you know what, hypnobirthing is just not for me. Like I just won't give that a go. So I tried to stay calm, but it just wasn't calm. So actually, when you think about labour, I didn't think mine... Of course, obviously, there's pain, but it's not as bad. You work yourself. For me, you work yourself so much up in your head. And if you can control your mind, then you've cracked it. And I just got myself so worked up. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, mine, the second one shot out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe a second thing. Apparently, third, not so much. But I was told that during my pregnancy, and I just don't want to hear that. That they can be a little bit, bit tricky. He was. <laughs> um, so, obviously, being a hospital is one thing because you've got the nurses there, the midwives there helping you. What was it like actually taking your no newborn baby home for the first time? Was it just you two? Yeah, so I remember with Delilah when we came home eventually just stress I mean like obviously I was just so stressed I find breastfeeding oh my honestly so hard I think it's been the most stressed I've ever been with Delilah is it something that you really felt like you wanted to do I really really wanted to breastfeed Delilah because I it's not like if I wanted to bottle feed then I'll bottle feed. you know it's yeah, very yeah, much yeah, each yeah. your choice but I always wanted to breastfeed I think it's because my mum always breastfed I just I like the bonding because I did it with Matilda and honestly, I was just a nightmare. Like, I was so snappy with my mum. I was just had such bad anxiety. Like, I felt bad because I was being snappy with Matilda, which is the last thing I wanted to do. What was um, it about the breastfeeding that made you snappy? Just because in my head, like, you know, if you have a bottle, you can see how much milk a baby's getting. And then when you're breastfeeding, I was, like, convinced. I know I get quite bad anxiety. I thought, oh, my God, my baby's not getting enough. Like, could you imagine if she faints? What happens to her if she's not getting enough milk? Like, she's not latching on properly. And, Mum, I don't think she's latched on properly. Like, I'm a nightmare for, like, two weeks. And right. I'm so stressed. And my anxiety level is just a joke. And even though I'm really, really happy, it's horrible, isn't it? Because you've got piles, you can't sit down. It's awful. I mean, piles came up last night. <laughs> uh, how, oh, should I do a hands up? If we, should we just go, yeah? Piles. Piles. They yeah. happen, and I don't think they're talked about enough. <laughs> I literally was convinced that I had bowel cancer because I just didn't even know what it was. Yeah. Yeah, no, not nice at all. Not nice. And, uh, oh my. But you had yours after you gave birth, right? Yeah, but the most horrific thing ever is when you have your first 
poo after labour. I honestly, my mum came with me. I was terrified. It's like glass, glass shooting out of your bum. And my mum was like, "Come on, Helen! Come on, Helen! You can do this!" I was terrified, terrified. I, honestly, I was so scared. Honestly, and I just I felt so sorry for myself. I think <laughs> what I I kind of discovered is having a pad and holding the other bits so that it doesn't all just it feels oh. like it's all gonna fall your, your heart's gonna fall out <laughs> and just like holding it in place it's, helps that, I find the that's pressure. the worst bit isn't it I mean mm -hmm. I remember Scott's mum with Matilda I was so constipated because I was so worried about having this poo yeah and um, oh, I remember she was like, "Listen, love, just get in the bath. We'll sterilise it with bleach." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Just like horrendous. And bless, she, I love my mother-in-law. Like she's one of my favourite people ever. And she was like, "I'll go to the uh, chemist, get your constipation medicine." And then it just came. And I remember the agony of it, just like shooting at like my stomach. I was like, "Oh." I remember Matilda crying in a Moses basket. I was just like, I can't cope. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any stitches? So I had stitches with Delilah. And I'm not even joking you, babe. It took them like three hours to convince me that I needed to have stitches because I was terrified. Terrified. I remember my legs shaking. I mean, it is oh. terrifying cool, for someone to say to you, I'm, yeah. I'm you know, I'm going to stitch up down there. And Scott was like, oh, come on, babe. And I was like, all oh, right, okay, we'll just uh, soak your penis then. me. <laughs> I was like, I do not want stitches down there. I couldn't think of anything worse. And honestly, the midwives were so kind to me. I, I honestly have so, so much respect for midwives, so much respect. And I remember just thinking, oh, honestly, like my legs were shaking. Like yeah. honest, I've never been so I've never been so scared in my life. Well, the whole thing is so exposing, isn't it? Like everyone yeah. in that room has seen every single part of you. When you're feeding as well, they've touched your boobs. They're expressing your boobs because suddenly you become inept and you can't even work out how to express milk from your own boob. Like <laughs> you're just literally like, yeah, do it, touch me. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care. You know, and, it, and it's exposing. And you mm. feel that is you at your rawest and your mo most vulnerable. I think I was worried about the pain. Yeah. I just, I didn't like the, like, and actually it wasn't that bad. And I've always been terrified of that. And obviously they just give you an injection, don't they? Yeah. Um, so honestly, I was terrified. And when she did it, it was just like a scratch. I was thinking, oh my God, Helen, it really wasn't that bad. But my legs, I remember, were shaking. Absolutely shaking. But I, I work myself up in my head, and yeah. when actually things come to it, it's really not that bad. So you didn't have to have an episiotomy. It was a was it a tear? I had an episiotomy with Matilda the first time, yeah. but I just didn't feel any pain with Matilda because really? I just had everything. Uh. I think I caused such a carry on though. I bet they were like, just shut her up, <laughs> give her anything. She's a pain. Just give her anything. Just shut her up. <laughs> But that, that's a massive part of your recovery as well. Because I think when you've got stitches down there and you're then at home in new mum mode trying to deal with being the best mum, mm. but also every now and then going, oh, oh, that pull. I can remember talking to people just suddenly moving and going, oh, that's oh. a stitch pulling on there. You know, it's that, and you can't vocalise that to people that are coming over to visit. Mm. It's a silent pain. Yeah. But how did you feel getting home? Did you have people around you that could help you simply recover? 
my mum, and I do actually, like, I feel so lucky. You feel really, like, sad as well, you know, for people that don't have support. Like, honestly, it's so sad, isn't it? Like, I felt, and I'm so grateful, like, my mum and my mother-in-law. So I was lucky that way. So, um, yeah, and I remember when, with each child as well, Scott went, like, the day after for two weeks. So as soon as you have the baby, because it would be, like, the same with football season, I'd go away for two weeks for pre-season. So that would be... I think it was probably harder for him, actually, because he would obviously just want to be, see the baby, where for me, it was probably a blessing because I'm that stressy and that, like, I probably actually needed him to go away for two weeks because he would have got the brunt of it, do you know what I mean? He would have got the fact that there's no milk coming out my boobs. He would have got the whole, oh, I've got piles, do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I had to think, unfortunately, when you've just had a baby, you're really unreasonable. Like, yeah. I, I hate to break it to anyone that's, a, like, in it right now and thinks their husband's a complete twat. Yeah. You're actually a little bit unreasonable. Yeah. They become the brunt of all your anger. Yeah. So what was that first little chunk of time like? And how did, did feeding suddenly become easier? Oh, yeah, because it's just amazing, isn't it? Like, mm. I mean, with Matilda, when with this... Uh, I didn't even know what it was, this yellow stuff that comes out your Colostrum, boobs. Are called, yeah. yeah. And then, um, but I relaxed as soon as I saw all the white milk flowing and what have you. But I've got like a, a little nursing bra brand and I really, 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 really hate though, like the pressure that some women to breastfeed. I breastfeed because I want to breastfeed. I've got friends that bottle feed. It doesn't make you a better mum in the slightest, whatever you decide to do, because everybody's lives are completely different. Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate that I didn't have to rush back to work. I could sit home and breastfeed my baby and it doesn't work for everyone. And some people don't want to. I mean, some people go through really stressful pregnancies and they think, oh, you know what? Like, I just, I just want my body back. Like, I don't want to breastfeed. And that is fair enough. It doesn't make you any less of a mum. Mm -hmm. And some people have to take medication as well. Like, they can't breastfeed or... Yeah or what have you, but I just, I hate that pressure, do you know what I mean? Like, there's no... But what you've done, which is really interesting, because I think there's a whole big topic about normalising breastfeeding and how you do that. Yeah. And actually, it's posts like yours where you're literally just sat there breastfeeding. That's normalising breastfeeding. Let's just see it. Let's not yeah. make a big song and dance about it. And for me, I think that's encouraging because you're not saying, you should do this because this is best. You're just saying... This is me. You see, I really, really like the bonding experience. I just thought it was lovely. I just loved sitting with my baby and, and breastfeeding. I just thought it was just so special. And like, I loved that. That was just me, though. I, I really enjoyed that. And, but yeah, no, I didn't care at all. Like, I was just like, get my boob out, breastfeed. But did you? Because obviously, you're Rosie from Corey. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So if you were in a, in a coffee shop feeding, was there any part of your mind that kind of went, I'm in a room of strangers that are going to see my boobs. No, I don't know. And I, f I found it quite paranoid as well. Like, if anyone gives you a dirty look, you're thinking, really? I'm going <laughs> to squirt you. I'm going to squirt you with my milk. <laughs> Let's see who's laughing now. That's how we normalise it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, I mean, it's the most natural thing yeah. in the world, you know. Like, And I think, to be honest with you, I think so many other girls would breastfeed if, you know, they felt like they had more confidence to. With Matilda, I wasn't confident at all. Like, really? no, no, no. Like, I would never, ever have breastfed, like, out in public at all. I would just go to my car. No, God, I didn't have the confidence at all. That's what I was like for six months with Buzz. Really? Never, yeah, I would literally go back to the car. I had time going out. 
with feed, so I knew that I could get back for the feed. And it was seeing a magazine article, see Olivia Wilde, where she's, I mean, it's obviously a photo shoot that she's just happened to have her naked baby there feeding. And it was a beautiful image. And then I read the comments, but she should never read the comments about anything, but loads of idiots saying about it was uh, child abuse and just horrible things like, oh, we don't have to see that. And I was just like, what? She's feeding her baby. So the next day I was out and I was like, I am going to feed my baby on this here bench. Uh, and then from that, that step forward, and then I think having, then having Buddy, suddenly I don't have that. I, I can't sit indoors and wait for the between feeds. I can't go back to the car because then I've got Buzz already. Mm. So just having to do it. And then I think by the third, you're just like running around soft playing going, oh, my boob's still out. <laughs> And then as well, as you get older, I think you actually, because you do grow as well, you kind of think, actually, no one really cares about my boobs anyway, you know, and whatever. There is no that, one, everyone's too busy to care about my boobs. Everyone's too busy thinking what they're doing, you know, working or doing whatever, so. Yeah, it is that thing, though, isn't it? I think our own minds stop us. Yeah, no, completely. I found Delilah, it was a little bit easier with Delilah the second time because I thought, well, I've done this before and I knew how I was going to feel. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, with Matilda from always working, running around like mad, to then suddenly having Matilda, even though it was amazing just being this mum, kind of became quite in myself and like I got quite bad social anxiety and things like that because I wasn't really going out as much. I kind of lost my confidence yeah. because I lost my... Even though I, I absolutely loved it a bit, I found it quite hard in social situations. And no one would think that because you think, oh, Helen, sure, what are you talking about? You're an actress. You can go and talk to anyone. But no, but like... you, you lose a part of who you are. You no longer are the person that you were. So you don't know who you are now. And mm. you've changed. And in social situations, people that are exactly the same as they were, they have not just had a baby. It's like life continues around you and it becomes overwhelming. No, it does. And I, I did get kind of like got a little bit of OCD as well. Right. I mean, I've always kind of like had like mental health things as well. But I think it's great to talk about mental health. But like I would like get like strange little, <laughs> which it does sound funny. Like I'll say it to my friends and they just laugh. So I did this habit where like if I was in social situations, I'd have to like gulp all the time obsessively. Just really weird anyway. But you kind of get these like OCD things and your anxiety and what have you, for me, 100% was in overdrive when I had Matilda because you suddenly have this really, you have this baby and you love them more than anything in the world and you start thinking crazy things like, oh my God, what happens if like I die? Like this baby needs me and you start getting this, all this anxiety and you start thinking things in your head that you thought, I'd never think that, you know? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Was there a feeling of being a bit lonely? Oh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, because I was living in Birmingham at the time because Scott was playing for Aston Villa. And that's another thing about your life. You are constantly moving around. Yeah, yeah, no, with Scott's football. So I had, because I had bad social anxiety as well, I found it quite difficult. Even though I'd want to be friends with someone, I'd maybe find it hard to kind of start up that conversation with them. Do you know what I mean? But I did have one really, really good friend in Birmingham. Jay, we're still really good friends now. And yeah, yeah, he used to sleep um, on mine quite a lot because Scott would be away a lot for away games. But there again, I had all this going on my head, but I was just so desperately in love with Matilda, so desperately in love with her. And I just, I felt so lucky, like this baby, just so beautiful and such a strong bond, such a strong bond. And uh, taking the big leap to having another? Oh, no, Delilah was not planned. Oh. No, Delilah was... Delilah was not planned, but obviously the most amazing thing that, you know... Because you were back in Corrie, right? Yeah, I was back in Corrie. And basically, I just messed up my dates. So <laughs> I get really bad PMS. The old withdrawal method just to Oh, yeah. honestly. Well, so I was sick of looking at all my dates. And yeah, I just ignored them. And then I fell pregnant with Delilah. But I remember Scott was in Dubai at the time that I found out I was pregnant. I couldn't go to Dubai with his family because I was filming. I was a bit pissed off anyway that I wasn't in Dubai. And um, I was just eggy as anything with him. I was, like, being really eggy messages. And also, because I didn't know, like, even though I was happy, it wasn't, like, the original happiness that I felt with Matilda. I was like, I've just got back to work. Like, I'm, I'm really loving this. Not in a selfish way. No, but you're back to feeling a little bit of you has come back. Yeah. Outside of mum mode, you're back to being you. I was really, really enjoying it. And, you know, my mum was on cloud nine. And then I was just like... When I told Scott, he was absolutely over the moon. Like, he was so happy that I thought, oh, like, that made me really happy. So, yeah, and then I got high premises, so then it was just like, oh. (laughs) 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 And how has life changed since having two? I, personally, for me, and please, please, no one hate me for this, Matilda was a dream, slept all the way through happiest baby hardly ever cried so I found having one child and my mum said to me because I said to mum god it's a bit hard isn't it and she'd be like Helen no your baby is amazing so for me going from one to two I found a lot more difficult just because it was just a lot more juggling but there again I was so much busy with work 
I just felt a lot more pressure on myself, pressure that I put on myself. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I do struggle. Like, I went to the dentist today, and Matilda was in a dressing gown and her pyjamas and flip-flops. <laughs> and Delilah still had petit-flui all over her face. <laughs> They're running around the dentist. Matilda's flying cups everywhere. Absolute feral children. Um, the dental nurse is holding Delilah. Matilda's on her neck like this, making a potion from something. But to be quite honest with you, like, you know, I mean, I'm not a perfect mum at all. But I'm quite laid back with my children. And I think if I, without blowing my own trumpet, I'm quite a fun mum, which I quite like about myself. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some things that I don't like about myself. Like sometimes I do forget quite a lot. And you know what I mean? I know that, you know, Matilda absolutely adores me, which I love that. But I am fun mum. So. Yeah. yeah. And how has it been like uprooting and finding roots in Glasgow? I've made loads of friends in Glasgow. How have you done that? As a mum that's come like to the area with two kids, how have you, well, one kid at the time? Well, I did, ha with Matilda, I had therapy once a week for social anxiety. And I know no one would think that of me, but I don't have it anymore. And I can't even tell you that like, I would never, I remember, what, four years ago, I would never have been able to have come on here and chatted with you. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds weird from being an actress, but that would have, like, literally given but me so much anxiety. But isn't it? Because as an actress, you're playing a character, whereas I'm asking you to come on here as you... Yeah. ..and just talk. Yeah. And I think the two are very different. Yeah, yeah, no, completely, because you can hide behind a character, but... Um, so I've just been a lot more confident and I've been able to make friends a lot easier, you know? And you've joined some baby groups, like you've got mum friends. Well, we would, me and my friend would never make baby sensory because I was always late. Like, I could <laughs> never ever make it. So we just used to, we just used to go to Starbucks. But it was our thing, you know, we, we were always, always late. We never, I mean, sometimes Matilda, thank God, it's not a legal requirement that she has to be nursery for eight o'clock because it does become quite embarrassing. Like she goes to nursery sometimes about 12 o'clock because it takes me that long to wake up. And literally, I was mortified because I was signing in. I wasn't feeling that great anyway. I did feel a bit guilty, felt a bit embarrassed, you know, with the nurse she's like. And then uh, this little girl goes, why is Matilda's mummy always late? I was like, <laughs> I literally felt so red. And I got in the car and I rang my friend Jen and I was like, and she was like, oh, just don't, don't let her bother you, Helen. I was like, I won't. <laughs> Sometimes when you be like, it's Matilda in nursery, and I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw a video the other day of your little one. You found her, she'd actually got into the freezer, taken out a lollipop, opened it, and was eating it. Oh, no, I think, to be fair, I think Matilda gave her, gave her a little <gasps> hand with those chocolate. But Delilah, oh, my God, she eats everything. Really? She's like a hoover. Isn't it funny, though? I always think, like, with your first, you're kind of like, you are going to eat all lovely stuff and all green, and it'll be lovely. <laughs> Second and third, oh, my gosh. <laughs> is he picking that? Is that, is that there from last week? I, I have not given them rice since, since last week. Oh, OK. <laughs> you don't even take it back. <laughs> He's being fed. But is there, like, a second time around, you can't keep tabs of it as much. But come on, babe, bribing them sometimes with chocolate buttons <laughs> does work. Does work. Well, I even said it this morning, and I know that sounds awful. I remember I was literally, like, me and Scott were, like, half asleep, and then Delilah wakes up. I said to Matilda, I said, Matilda, I said, go to your sister, please. I'll give you some chocolate buttons. <laughs> Did it work? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> How has becoming parents affected you and Scott? Because obviously you've been together for 10 years. That's a long time. Yeah. And you've kind of grown up together. Like me and Tom, you kind yeah. of, you have changed, obviously, because you've grown up. Yeah. So how has having kids changed I it? think anyone's lying that doesn't say that it's really hard. I mean, obviously it is. Do you know what I mean? Well, and there's resentment because you're the one, as special and lovely as it is that you're with your kids, your life has completely changed. Yeah. No, completely. And like me and Scott did go to, I think it was last month, um, we went to Dubai because obviously I stopped feeding. We went on our own for five days, which was lovely. And, and I didn't feel any mum guilt because I know that we really needed this. And it only was good for the girls, for us to be happy. So we went away and it was so nice. We were like, look at us getting on. <laughs> no arguments yet. <laughs> Haven't killed each other yet. Um, so yeah, we were, um, it was really, really, really good. And I think I always like very much to do date nights. I'm always the one that's organising it. I said to him last night, I said, babe, I said, you know what I'd love? I'd love it if you planned something to surprise for me. And he was like, ooh. <laughs> but no I do think with like with women we are always the ones that's kind of organizing things but yeah no it is really important to have that special time so Matilda used to go to bed at 11 o'clock and she never used to have a bedtime which I know sounds weird but it was because if I was filming at Coronation Street some long hours I was desperate to see her when I got back and she it wasn't like she had nursery all the time I was very lucky my mum would look after her she'd do lovely things during the day you know and it was the same with Delilah. Not till she turned one, she'd go to bed at like 10 o'clock, what have you. She was sleeping in my bed. Scott was sleeping upstairs. It was awful. Well, it wasn't awful to honestly, because I just wanted to get to sleep. And then... Um, and sometimes you do just have to do what you have to do to get some sleep. Yeah, I mean, it was quite, like, hard. But then after the summer, were really, really, really hard. I was, like, stopping breastfeeding Delilah, getting her into a cot, which I've never done before. And then me and Scott suddenly got our bed back together. But when we got our bed back, I actually, me and Scott sleep top to tail because I do can't... Do you keep your head as like the head of the actual head of the bed or do you make him... No, and this actually, this annoys me now. I actually sleep in the bottom, but I quite like it. It's like a little... But yeah, he's just, I'm just not used to... For four years of co-sleeping with my children, he's just big in the bed and just like annoying, like, no... It just makes me sweaty and I think it upsets him a bit, but I'm like, babe, it's nothing like personal. You just, I just don't like, I can't do it. <laughs> so we sleep like top to tail. But poor Scott, he used to sleep on a mattress, you know. Honestly, I remember he used to sleep on a mattress for ages when Delilah was co-sleep. So literally he'd sleep in a mattress in the nursery and I'd have the big bed with Delilah and he'd just sleep in this mattress. And sometimes even before a game, he'd just be on this mattress. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it was funny. But, but you're, yeah. you're you're back in the same bed now. Yeah, but maybe one day we'll get round to sleeping in the same next to each other. But it just makes me all like hot and sweaty and like oh, you know, no. So so baby number three, you have to get hot and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, in Dubai though, we managed to sleep next to each other. It's because the, it's because the bed was really big. It's probably because our bed's probably not like big enough, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Possibly investing bunk beds. <laughs> because then you can both sleep the same way. I mean... Oh, my God, I just got my tooth in the back of <laughs> So you were saying about how before falling pregnant the second time, you just felt like you were getting a bit of you back. Now that you've stopped breastfeeding, do you feel like you are slowly becoming Helen again? 
Oh, no. Well, um, basically, when I'm pregnant, I do, and I don't know if any women have this, I do get very bad PMS, like, but really bad. And so when I'm pregnant, I'm so happy. And I know it's the opposite for a lot of women. When they're pregnant, they're like, I'm a hormonal mess. I can't wait for this pregnancy to end. It's horrendous. For me, I'm the opposite. I'm literally so happy. I just, my hormones are leveled out. When I'm breastfeeding, I'm really happy. My hormones are leveled out. And then it's just when my periods start coming back. I didn't have a period for two years because I fed Delilah for a year. Yeah, I'm kind of struggling at the moment a little bit with my hormones. So I'm trying to get those leveled out a bit. But yeah, all the joys of being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> have you started doing stuff that's for you? Yes. No, I do. I do things for me as well. I mean, I do like getting glammed up. I'm a very girly girl. I, I, I like doing that. See my friends, what have you. I, I like my little laundry brand that I've got. Kind yeah. of, that's something that kind of... It's a real is, passion project. Yes, yeah, 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 that kind of thing. And I think that's good to have. Yeah, you have to do that, I think, to kind of keep yourself sane. Mm, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to open up to questions. Have you all been thinking? <laughs> there. There's a microphone coming right at you. It was more I just wanted to say thank you. You know, everyone's quite vulnerable here and they've obviously been quite honest about how they're feeling. And I think just being together in a room, it's a bit like chicken soup for the soul. And it's been lovely. So thank you very much. And particularly about talking about mental health and just the struggle. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, well, on that lovely note, uh, I'm going to ask you to finish three sentences. Being a mum means... Loving your children more than anything. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, since having children, I... I feel so happy that I have children because I love them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy when... Matilda's not having a tantrum. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for coming along and being a guest. You've been amazing. Thank you. You've been such a lovely audience. It's been amazing. Thank you very much and good night. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.